Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. At the coffee shop. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, brother? I'm doing Good. great, man. I got the uh, the extra large one here today. Yes, yes. And I might get a second one. I just might have to go. It's uh, step nine today. So, yeah, I think I'll be going for a second one as well. Hey, can I mention the elephant in the room for a second? Absolutely. Uh-oh. I know, sure, right? sure enough, man. Bring it on. Bring yeah. on the elephant. No, it's all good. It's a pink elephant. It's good. Um, so, a couple things. First of all, uh, you know, the, the coffee shop that we're at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to, truth be told, we're in a, we're in a studio. Uh, we're at the we're we're at Audio Hive, and I want to shout out to Brian and uh, and all his efforts to bring this production into your automobiles and my automobile and my beach house and all the other places I get to listen to podcasts. Wait, you have a beach house? Well, it's a it's a tent. <laughs> I was going to say, man, it's that's... named a beach house. It, it isn't actually a beach house. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Brian, thanks, brother. Brian, Brian knows how to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> they're, they're technical podcast terms. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. For step nine, man, yeah. um, you know, probably, I mean, we, we like to focus on keeping our uh, sessions to like 18 minutes because right. that's the average length of time it takes to drink a cup of coffee. Um, but this one may run a half a cup over. What's that important? Yeah, it's um, you know I'm I'm really looking forward to digging in on on you know your step nine. I know you have some stories in motion. I can't wait to get updates on those. You know, so I mean, hey, apologies in advance if it goes two hours over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Buckle up. Make sure your seatbelts on. And Buckle don't, up. Don't speed. It, don't speed. So. So yeah, uh, let's read it. I guess right. So I've got it. I've got it written as we made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Made direct amends. Wow, it's amazing how one sentence can have so much power in it. Um, so so let's start with. I, I think you know going back to step eight. Some folks may not have heard step eight, but. Mm-hmm. I love your definition of amends. I think we need to really, you know, put that spotlight on that word, um, yeah. you know, to to you know give some clarity for for the rest of the conversation here. Yeah, absolutely. Because what my sponsor pointed out to me was it wasn't as simple as making an apology. It was making a direct amends. And I said, well, so what am I? I'm going to apologize. What what up? What next? And he said, go look it up. That was his suggestion. <laughs> oh no, go look it up. Homework. Yeah. So I went to the uh, I went to Google. Uh, the knower of all, and uh, the definition that that uh, really resonated with me was uh, is to correct a mistake that one has made or a bad situation one has caused. So you're going in is the way he explained it to me is you're going in to make amends. You're going to correct the situation or at least give your best attempt to correct the situation. And uh, I'm certain we're going to talk about when sometimes those situations don't seem to be have been corrected. But but that's the goal is to go in and try to correct the situation, not just to confess uh, and certainly not to blame our our uh, 
again, this was the guidance that I got from my sponsor is, is you know, it was your actions. And, uh, yeah, maybe fueled by alcohol, but, but um, you know, you've got to take responsibility for your actions. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and, and just as a sidebar, do, do you ever notice how many times we use the word sponsor? Yeah, you know, right, right, and and we don't do this alone, man. No, we don't do it alone, and and I know that I've heard people call them different things: life coach, partner, buddy, dickheads, dickheads. Sometimes, right? Uh, but yeah, sponsorship. You know, for for me, when we go back to step one, and and my literal first steps in the program, it was encouraged for me to work with another individual, another alcoholic that have gone through the steps and that they would guide me through it. And I committed to that relationship because sobriety was that important to me. I committed to that resp- that relationship. And uh, so, yeah, shout out to my sponsor, by the way, uh, who'll never listen to a podcast. He's got some 30 years of sobriety, which puts him at some 70 plus years of age. I don't know that he's in podcast, Bill, but, but uh, Pete, I love you. Awesome, man. And my uh, sponsor, Timmy, he's probably too busy going to meetings to be on a podcast. But um, all right, so that's immense, right? So, you know, it's not just saying, hey, man, I'm sorry for stealing 100 grand. It's right. how yeah. can I make it right? And oh, by the way, hey, all right, how can I make it yeah. right? And then and then next one is wherever possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are some key words, right? Because there are some folks, you know, who we have done damage to. Where it's just not possible, right? right we do right. graveside amends, sure. right? Or, right? Or we do, you know, letters, you know, to missing folks or whatever. I mean, there, there's a lot of tools, mm-hmm. you know, to do step nine, mm-hmm. you know. And then the, the next one is, again, this is where you need your sponsor's insight. You need that sober maturity. You, you know, need, you know, just some, some strategy. Right. And that's why, you know, with step eight and step nine, working with your sponsor, you get on a list and, and, you know, each one. Right. Um, Because sometimes, you know, and and again, I've seen people run to the races, Mm -hmm. run through the steps or, hey, my sponsor's busy. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And they really mess things up and actually make things worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there are some times and, and I have one that I haven't done yet. And there's specific reasons why I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And there's a strategy because mm-hmm. I don't want to injure them or others. Right. And right. it would. Or right. it has the potential to. Yeah, you, can take the, you can't take those words too lightly. Right. Yeah, I agree. Words matter. Words matter. All right. So let's let's dig in. You, you, in step eight, you said you had, what, you know, 15 or so? Yeah, or? I ended up going into step nine again with, with uh, and most of the people on my list and and. I'd go so far as to say this, that I'm the rule, not the, you know, not the aberration, but, uh, or the exception. And that is that most of the people on my list have my last name, same last mm-hmm. name, right? I mean, it was, it was mom, dad, sister, brother, wife, child. Uh, so, but, but, and I had accumulated those folks really through my step four uh, work. And then, and then, as I identified my character defects in step six, you know that only magnified some of the events where I'd say, "Oh yeah, anger." You know, I, I didn't think I had a problem with anger until step six, when I really analyzed it. A lot of things. So then, so then I get to step eight, step nine, and I go, "Yep, I hurt a person by my anger, right?" And again, notice not by my alcoholism, but and my alcohol abuse, but by my anger. You know, that was really the root of the problem that I that I had to amend. 
So, so I was at a crossroad of I had a list and I was ready to go, and then I was paralyzed by fear, paralyzed by wow. fear. Wow, wow. <clears throat> so sitting here today, how many of those fifteen have you actually done your step nine with? About half. Okay, and I'm okay with that. My sponsor's okay with that, and I think you bring up the point that that. It, it, it timing there's a, a couple of uh, there's a couple of specific reasons with each one of those individuals that I haven't made direct amends to yet and some of it is I've got some legwork still to do I've got some living amends still to do not just walk in the talk but uh, I've got some situational uh, positions I need to, I feel I need to get myself in where it'll I can I can execute that step nine in the in the healthiest way. All that being said, we're going to talk in a couple of minutes because because not only from guidance from my sponsor, but in addition to that, guidance from friends and and like you that have encouraged me uh, to go take a step even when I don't think I'm ready. So I want you know certainly want to make I I probably am hesitating on some where I need a little encouragement. That's where working with others in the program helps because. Uh, for example, I'll tell a story here in a couple of minutes about about an amends that I I had to make, and I, I I was I was standing in the parking lot with you, and we were talking, and and I said, well, you said, well, why aren't you doing it now? And I couldn't even come up with a good lame excuse. And the next thing I know, you know, I was executing on that within hours. So, hmm. yeah, you know what? So so again, this is really the benefit of working this program. It's a we program. We, it is we a don't, we program. you know. You know, it's no longer what we think, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I'm constantly reminded that my best thinking got me here, right. right? So, you know, it's really been beneficial and useful for me to get other people's opinion. And, and hey, you know what? Steps eight, nine, they are, you know, and I'll share my story, but they are, it's tough, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, because some of these are really raw, deep damage, right? Right, right. So it is tough to stand up and 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 tackle it. And sometimes you need a little urging, you need a little courage. Right. You know, you you need some questioning, right? Well, and here's the here's the real beauty just on that topic. The real beauty to me is you have no skin in in the game of me making an amends with somebody else. Your only motive when we stood in that parking lot as I reflected, your only motive was your protective of my sobriety mm-hmm. that's it so mike buddy go do this why why did you say to go do that you again you've got no skin in the game except for the fact you want to keep me you want to do your part to keep me sober and so i respect and appreciate that opinion well the reason why i did that is you know and we talked about it in step eight and and i again i keep coming back to how you described it is you know mounds of dirt right, right? And, and, and how it's, you know, I forget the exact word you use, suffocating or, or crushing, crushing, I, I think right. is the word we used. And, and, and I know how heavy that is on, on my soul, on me, on my emotions, my, my mental state. And I know that that crap, that weight blocks, you know, peace and serenity and all, all those fun words, right? right. So when, when, when I actually was talking to you, I, I could visibly see you processing it and and stressing over it sure. right sure. and 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 so what i know from facts from my own experience and watching people in the program is how freeing it is mm-hmm. you know and and sometimes 
you need a little nudge into the deep end. And and I was just, you know, dude, I love you. And I'm just like, dude, you know, here here you are, you know, knees knocking a little bit on the side of the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, why? I mean, mm-hmm. this shit works, right. right? So why? So so that's why I said that, man. I and 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 because I could see it in you. And, and I just know how heavy this stuff is. Right. You know? But look how the program works. You said it. I took the suggestion and acted on it. And and it was, as you suggested, so relieving to me to go through the process. So the short, short skinny, just a reminder is, you know, I took the step. I picked up the phone. Uh, I made the call. Right. So, so right. Pete. So yes. let's, let's do a little backstory yeah, because right. I'm not even sure if I know the whole backstory. Right. Okay. So set up this one example of an amends that you're in the process of making. I think that's the right way right? Um, to classify it. Um, let's set that up. Sure. So, you know, I had done, uh, as I did my step eight inventory, I'd done an awful lot of damage to a relationship with a person who shared my last name. And um, uh, there was, a, there was, I knew there was hurt out there, but to what depth or degree or width, I had no idea. Uh, I just knew that there was separation in the relationship, unspoken separation. And so so I stood in the parking lot with you and I shared that and you said, well, dude, you got to, you know, take the step, take the step, go sit down and be prepared to listen. And that's really, that's really what transpired. Uh, I I put the uh, I put the the olive branch out there. It was grabbed onto, and uh, and we went and had coffee. And what uh, my sponsor and your wise words were just listen. And uh, so I, you know, we framed it out. And I said, look, I'm not here to solve anything uh, because I don't think it can happen over a cup of coffee and a bowl of soup at a fine Greek dining establishment. But but maybe maybe there's an opportunity for us to start. More importantly, maybe there's an opportunity for me to understand. That's how I framed it out. And, um, and with just that approach, with that approach, uh, dialogue began. And dialogue will bring you to the point of healing if you, if you let it. And what I mean by that is I just sat and listened, and, and there wasn't anything anything directly related to me, but there was analogies that um, that were used that described uh, feelings and emotions. And I knew specifically what he was talking about. You know, he was talking about the pain I had caused to him. And instead of responding and saying, well, I did that because of this, or I did that because of that, I just listened. I just listened. And the more I listened, the more he shared. And not in spite or hate, but in hurt and compassion. And uh, where are we at? You know, I haven't made my amends to him yet, but I'm in the process of mm-hmm. making the amends mm-hmm. because now I know what I need to deal with. Now, I, now I've got a better handle on where his pain points are. And I can't, I can't rewind the clock and fix it, but... I can certainly establish a new relationship with him based on things like trust and love, right? Yeah, that's awesome. In fact, um, you know, one of the things that I'm taking a couple notes while while you're sharing, I think that's so powerful. But I just I just wrote down what you're doing builds trust, mm-hmm, right? Right. But but to to wind it back a little bit, um, I love what you said. Um, 
you know, many times, you know, again, we run a lot of these playbooks through our own head. You know, mm -hmm. our best thinking got us here, mm -hmm. you know. So I've learned not to necessarily have the ego, you know, that everything I think is the way to do things, mm -hmm. right? I've learned that's not the case. Right. But I really believe that we, we have no clue right. with the damage that we've done. No, we don't. We, we have a... a a business case in, in our own heads, right? right. And, ah, oh, well, they should have felt this way, and, oh, I did this, oh, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, but, you know, I mean, I've, I'm, you know, all over five years sober, you know, and, um, and I'm just learning of some of the damage that I've done. I mean, I'm just, my, my daughters are just starting to feel comfortable, or, or maybe they don't even realize it, right. but I'm seeing snippets of, of stuff that happened, right? Mm -hmm. Or I wasn't present, or I let them down, or I was missing, or whatever, right? Um, you know, I'm dealing with a guy right now, and, and you know, he's got younger kids, like uh, eight and 11, and he's like, ah, they'll, they'll never remember this. You know, they're too young. I'm like, dude, you are absolutely clueless, man. You know, to sit there with two weeks of sobriety and to be able to say, um, you know, hey, here's the level of damage that I did, and they're not going to realize this. And they're, I mean, it's clueless. Right. Um, and Glenn, isn't that exactly when, when we started out? You asked me, okay, you start out with 15. How are you doing on that? I'm at half. You know, well, what about the other half? Why don't I just go knock that out this weekend, right? Well, that's not the case because I still have, you just hit, hit the nail on the head. Uh, I still have, I've, I've got to find out the depth of the pain because my perception and their perception are colliding. So, yeah, and, and, and I really believe that's where listening comes in, right? Because we believe that we have a clear picture as far as the damage that we did. Um, but it really takes humility to sit there and listen. And I love, I, I learned from that when you say, hey, I just went out and have coffee and listened, right? And, and part of my rebuilding my relationships, you know, and, and my amends was that word listen. You know, because it's not about us anymore. It's not about, you know, about responding. I mean, right. you know, many of us are problem solvers, right? right? And, and hey, you, you say something, let me jump in with a solution. I know how to do it. I know how to fix it. That's not what this is about. It's not what it's about. You know, because it's not fixing it on my terms or your terms. Mm -hmm. It's fixing it on their terms. Right, right. You know, on, on how they view the situation. And, man, that takes humility. Yeah, well, it takes and you've got a, it takes listening. You've got a great you've got a great story about your step eight nine stuff that you know mine was relational. Yours was relational as well. Just to button mine up though, if I have to if I have to describe it now in experience, strength, and hope in summary, you know my experience was that I felt the separation, uh, I felt the pain, and I knew that the relationship was was damaged. Was it damaged beyond beyond repair? the the strength part of my journey said you know what i that's out of my that's out of my hands is it is it damaged beyond repair this is now i just need to do my part in the making the amends and the whole part of it is you know i've got an opportunity now that i never had before to repair and restore a relationship that means a tremendous amount to me. Probably one of the most important relationships in my life. So that's my experience, strength, and hope in, 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 my, in my scenario. So, so let me ask you. What ha I mean, so many, you know, and I use the faith and fact dial, um, you know, and, and we hear so many success stories in steps eight and nine. 
Um, but it's not 100%. It's not guaranteed. Right. You know, so so what, what happens if this relationship, you know, there's a listening session and, and you know, then there's, you know, more more listening and more sharing. And, 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 and the response is, hey, man, the bridge is burned. You know, there, there are no amends. There's right. nothing that you can do to, to make this right. Right, right, and I guess that's then what po- happens. I guess that's a possibility, and maybe as we as we continue to have coffees, there are there are scenarios that are probably going to play out that way. I got to tell you, so far I haven't lived that moment. Right, and what I lived was when I left that parking lot, I got a genuine, deep hug that extended more than three seconds. To me, that. You just—it's a little I, bit of facts right there, that's brother. A, that's a lot of facts right there. Yeah, yeah. But but I've seen people, you know, rarely, mm-hmm. you know, be, because I, I think what we're doing is so unique to human behavior. Right. You know, I to to apologize and to say, hey, how can I make this right? You don't see that a lot out there, right? right? So it kind of catches some people off guard. Right. 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 Um, and and their response is usually genuine and understanding. But I have heard and, and seen some situations where it doesn't matter what is said. It doesn't matter what amends. You know, I have seen unbelievable relationships, my own included, mended with children. Um, but there's this one guy I know. I mean, he's 20 years sober, and he has not rebuilt that relationship with his kids. Right, right. Um, so I don't know all the details, you know, and, and he may totally be an, an asshole today, right? right? I, I don't know. Right. But he's very frustrated. But, you know, it's the program. You right. know, again, it's our side of the street. It's what we focus on. We don't focus on their reaction. Right. We focus on our actions and making things right. And, and that's the win. Right. Right. Now, it's always nice when the other side reciprocates. Right. But it's not guaranteed. Can I put you on the spot, Glenn? Absolutely. Okay, great. So... Uh, you, you've told the story to me before and, uh, and I'd love to hear it a little more in detail, but, uh, you sat across from a man who wasn't quite prepared to give you a big old hug, uh, at the end of your session. Uh, do you know what I'm referring to? No, I don't. Okay. The Beatles said it well in their song called the tax man. Come see the tax <laughs> oh, geez, man. Geez. Right. Yeah. So you want to tell your story about yeah, the tax so, man? So my, uh, you know, I, my uh, step eight, you know, I had a, a work situation on there and that was easy. And it's funny because, you know, talking about that living amends, he had watched me on Facebook mm-hmm. um, over two plus years. So when I made that call, he's like, Glenn, look, man, I love you. He goes, I have watched you for the last two plus years. He goes, he goes, dude, I get it. He goes, I understand, you know, you're alcoholic. I understand you went and got help. He goes, nothing I respect more. He goes, that's amazing. He goes, Let's work together again sometime. That's amazing. Secondly, you know, with, with my, my ex-wife and my daughters, you know, there was a long period of living amends. I changed. They saw change. They saw sobriety. You know, they saw a different purpose in life, um, a different focus. So that was, you know, with my ex-wife, I said, hey, I'd like to, you know, part of my program, I'd like to take you out and sit you down and talk through things. And she stopped me. She goes, look, she goes, I love the change. I recognize the change. What you're doing for the daughters today are amazing. I don't need to sit down. She goes, I've already forgiven you. Okay. I'm like, okay, that was that right. was cool. You got your hug. Yeah. Um, you know, then uh, with, with my daughters, I mean, hey, that is still, um, you know, I, I've sat down with both of them. 
Um, I've gotten the hugs, rebuilding relationship, a lot of listening. You know, it's no longer Glenn's ego in the room. So mm-hmm. I've learned how to have relationships differently. I feel I have amazing relationships with my daughters today. I love the relationship I have. I love them. Um, you know, they are my purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and, but it's, you know, it's still what I do today. Right. right. So referencing the uh, tax man. So, you know, I'm sitting down with my sponsor and, and, um, and we went down the list. I'm like, yeah, the IR- I've got the IRS on my list. You know, I, I used to have a great tax strategy, and that was every time I got an envelope from the IRS, so I just put it in the drawer and <laughs> didn't even open it. Um, for those that are listening, that's not a good strategy. <laughs> um, so, so you know, at the end of the day, you know, I had my list, and, and, I, and I told my sponsor, I said, yeah, the IRS is on there. And he goes, well, how much do you owe them? I'm like, well, the, the, the last letter I opened was, you know, $565,000. Which, dude, dude, I have no idea how, how that got to be that number, you know. But um, so he goes, okay, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. I, I've got attorneys on it, which I did. Um, but the attorney strategy, God love them, but the attorney strategy was let's just keep juggling this around. Let's just keep, you know, throwing smoke in the air. No, nobody will really focus on anything. And, you know, the IRS wasn't very responsive. You know, they're a government agency and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop there, you know. Uh, but they weren't efficient and, and right, so, so I had attorneys, you know. And um, so that, that worked for about six months, you know. And then watching facts of people in the program, you know, I remember the day I called my sponsor up. I'm like, look, dude, let's talk about this IRS stuff. He goes, okay. He says, how's that going? I'm like, well, you know, I said, what I told you was the truth. I said, I have attorneys working on it. I said, but, you know, I really don't like where it's going. You know, I, I just don't feel like I'm working the program right. I still feel the weight, you know. Like, I see a black car on my street, and I think it's, the, you know, the IRS coming to pick me up. Four-door sedan. <laughs> totally, man, with the government plates. But, I mean, here I read articles. You know, again, we're talking about the weight and crushing, right? Sure. And I read articles. They put people in jail for $300,000, yeah, yeah. you know. Right, right. So, so I'm like you know, wow, you know, so, so I called him, I said, hey, look, what I told you was the truth, I said, but I don't feel good about the truth, you know, um, you know, I, I said, I just don't like the games that are being played, I don't like the representation, I said, I just don't like it, he said, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, I am going to go see the IRS and visit them and sit down in front of them. Proactively. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I, no, I said, I am, I, I think that's the right thing to do. And, and so I packed up all my stuff, um, you know, I packed up my, my little briefcase and at that time I took the vodka bottle out of it. Good call. And, uh, and I'm sitting in the parking lot of the IRS and I was going up to like the eighth floor or something. And I mean, I was sweating. I mean, I, and, but yet I had peace and I had faith in this program and talk about making amends. I was going to make amends and I didn't care what the outcome was. I mean, if they said, and I told my sponsor, I'm like, dude, if they put me in jail, come get me. He goes, I will. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. You know how the head, the head works. The sure. head takes it everywhere, right? Um, so, so I went in and I told them who I was and sat down. They're like, you're kidding me. I'm like, no. I, and I sat down with a guy right across this little desk in this little ugly office. And, um, and I said, hey, here's what I'm going through. Um, I said, I'm an alcoholic. I said, a really tough road. I said, I hate from everything in my life. 
You know, and I just told the story. I said, I've been in so many hospitalizations, so many programs. I said, I'm, I'm in really deeply involved in AA right now. I said, and part of the AA program, you know, said, make a list of people who I harmed. And I said, clearly, you know, by own this money, you know, I'm, I'm harming the government. I'm har- harming the IRS. And so he says, um, he goes, okay. I said, so I said, then step nine is make amends. And I laid out all my information. I, I had all my hospital bills, I, you know. And um, so, you know, we're, we're talking through it. I'm like, I don't know how I owe 565, but, you know, I said, I don't really have a lot to defend that, you know. And, 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 and so he says to me, he says, uh, well, the statute of limitations was like, you know, 18 months away, mm-hmm. right? And uh, statute of limitations means at that point in 18 months, you know, I don't owe the money anymore, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you'd be thinking they'd get pretty aggressive as right. the clock is ticking. I'm thinking next 18 months, sure. I'm not going to have 10 cents. You That's know, right. they're, they're going right. to take every dime I've got. And, right. I mean, I didn't have anything anyhow. So right. so he goes, okay. I mean, we talked for about a half an hour and, and he goes, I'll be back. He comes back in about a half an hour. Right, so he leaves you sitting there for a half hour. Oh, I'm thinking you're sweating. I have no idea what's coming, right. you know. And I'm thinking, man, is, is he calling? Is, is he making arrangements? Right. You know what? Right. So he comes back. He sits down. He said, he said, Glenn. He says, we think it's amazing that you came in and stood up and came in and sat down and want to resolve this. He goes, that's that's powerful. That says a lot. He goes, we recognize that. He goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put your account on uncollectible for two years. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, But then I'm like, at two years, you know, then the weight just comes crushing back on me again. But then I said, wait a minute. I said, didn't you just say that in 18 months, that's a statute of limitations and I don't own the money? He goes, yeah. I said, so when you look at it in two years, you're going to have nothing to look at. He goes, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, I do, I, I, I mean, I'm actually getting the chills sitting here yeah. right now. I mean, that was probably one of the most powerful things that happened to me in my program. And, um, and you know, of course I got the, hey, you better not miss another filing. You better not miss another payment. You, don't, you know, even, don't even speed. Yeah, you you <laughs> you better be early filing everything, you know, going forward. Right. You better not, you know, have have one shit stain. Um and and I respected that. Yeah, right. You know, and, and I'm on good footing with them today. But but man, I can't tell you the feeling that I had of of weightlessness as I walked out of that building. I floated to sure, my car. Sure. So that was crushing. I mean, just think of the mental weight. Every time I saw a black car on my sure, street, right. you know, parked a couple oh, of houses real. down. That's real. I mean, every single yeah. time I'm like, when are they going to take money out of my checking account? When right. are they going to take right. my car? When are they going to block me from getting a job? Present. Oh, yeah. dude, I, I'm telling you, the, the head trash that went on from there. And I floated across that parking lot. So you got 500,000 hugs that day. 500,000, 565,000 hugs. And, and, you know, I called my, my, my sponsor, man. I'm just like, dude, I just cannot believe the power of this program. And, you know, I talk about that faith and fact dial that went from faith, man, that just ratcheted so much fact and, um, you know, no guarantees, right? There are no guarantees, uh, but doing the right thing, you know, and making the amends, you catch people off guard. 
Right. You really do, because this is not, I mean, people are used to hiding. The IRS is used to having people hide from them. Mm-hmm. You know, now I, I came in and sat down and I believed in the program. I had faith in the program. And man, in that situation, it worked. Well, I love the conversation we had this morning because- A little long. Yeah, no, yeah, but well worth it. And, and you know, we had a couple of examples of, of step eight, nine working, right? And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to leave this breakfast realizing that, you know, it doesn't always work. That's not the point. The point is to do the work. The point is to do the work, to make the amends, and and then give it up. Most times, most of the stories I hear from people in recovery who have worked step eight and step nine, the outcome is favorable most times. Yeah, so one, one thing I just want to tag on at the end here, and, and man, I know we're going to have a whole session on this, but it's forgiveness, right? Right, right. So, so, you know, as I walked out of there being forgiven and as I have been forgiven so much in steps eight and step nine, as I live my life, it's so easy for me to forgive to others. To forgive others. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and during that process, it's just freeing. Yeah. You know, just the mental weight, the emotional weight, um, you know, and and there's actually a story in the Bible, you know, where this king forgives this dude a lifetime worth of debt, right? And the dude goes across the street and he's crushing some other guy that owes him just a little bit of money, right. you know, and, and the uh, king just, you know, absolutely came down and crushed him. So it's very clear to me that I've been forgiven a lot by God, you know, by people, you know, who I care for, by people that I just hurt. Right. I might have not cared for them, but I hurt them. And, and I've been forgiven. So it's a lot freeing for me and, and easy for me to forgive other people. I mean, who am I? You right. Know? right. I can't wait to have that session. Yeah, let's have one on forgiveness, man. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, man, we're running a little late, but uh, you got to run. I got to run. Yep. Uh, thank you so Catch much. You next time, Great man. stories, man. All right, brother. All right. See you later. Hope. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 